Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer, and I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ, and I'd like to begin this episode by asking you a question. What would you do if tomorrow was going to be the last day of your life and you knew it? Would you do anything differently? Would you get up and go to work and spend the day earning a living just as normal? Or would you spend the day on the telephone, talking to your loved ones and visiting the ones close enough to do so? Would you make sure that the last meal you ate consisted of your very favorite foods? What would you do if you absolutely knew that tomorrow was going to be your last day on earth? And it dawned on me as I thought about this that Jesus had faced that same issue. He knew absolutely when his last day had arrived and he faced it head on. He knew he was about to experience that last day. He had warned his disciples that it was coming. He had been arrested. He had been tried in what was a mockery of a trial and he had been condemned. Now the Lord is walking the last few steps of the last day of his life. And I do believe there are some things that I had not really previously thought about when I viewed how the Lord faced the last day of his life. Perhaps we would learn to depend upon others. Looking at Luke chapter 23 and verse 26, we find this saying, And when they led him away, they laid hold of one Simon of Cyrene coming in from the country and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. The normal Roman method of crucifixion was to require the condemned individual to carry the cross beam of his own cross. These alone have been estimated to have weighed somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 pounds. They were generally strapped to the shoulders of the condemned man. The movies usually depict Jesus as carrying the entire cross, but that is incorrect. Additionally, while the scriptures do not say it, Jesus is usually shown as starting the journey bearing his own cross, only to stumble and then Simon is pressed into service. I don't think that that is inconsistent with the scriptural account. In John 19 and verse 17 we are told, They took Jesus therefore and he went out bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. The Lord undoubtedly began carrying his own cross, but he had been brutally beaten, had had little or no sleep for well over 24 hours. He was weakened and exhausted, and as the scene in the Garden of Gethsemane showed us, the Lord was also emotionally trained. So another man was compelled to carry that crossbeam. The Lord walked on, letting another man carry his load. While we might not think about it in this way, 
This is an important lesson to learn long before we face the last day of life. Sometimes we need to let others help. We all must learn not to be foolish and sit in our pride, thinking that the help someone may give us is charity and we won't accept charity. No siree, we'll face life on our own and live and die our own way. We want to be independent and not have to depend on anyone else. But Jesus was not like that. He had no false pride in him to demand that he be allowed to carry his load alone. He was willing to let others help him. The fact is that we all need others to help us along the way. We may think that we are on our own, but in fact we depend on others to help us cope with the ups and downs of life. This is one of the reasons why the Lord adds us to the church when we are saved. He knows that we need to help each other. Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 tells us, Brethren, even if a man is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and thus fulfill the law of Christ. Some of us are willing to help carry the loads of others, but are unwilling to let others help with our burdens. But Jesus even on the last day of his life, was willing to let others come to his aid. So should we every day. I'm not saying that we should be lazy mooches who let everybody do everything for us, but we should be willing and thankful to let others help when we need it. And let me add, it is a fool who thinks that he or she never needs help. Two amazing things happened on the last day of the Lord's life that scream out lessons for us. He thought of others first. Turning in my Bible to Luke chapter 23, verses 27 through 31, I'll read the following. And there were following him a great multitude of the people, and of women who were mourning and lamenting him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, stop weeping for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wounds that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if they do these things in the green day, what will happen in the dry? Just think about that. As the Lord was walking to the place where he would die horribly, he was followed by a lot of people, apparently especially women. These may have been the women who had helped the Lord so much during his ministry. Some were there, were just not told if they were the ones who spoke those words to. However, it is clear that whoever they were, their hearts were breaking over what was happening. So here was Jesus, going to his death, but worrying about the women mourning for him. His interest is not so much in himself as it is in others, even then. I think if I knew that I was on my way to die, particularly in such a horrible fashion, I would probably be very much self-absorbed, wondering how bad it was going to be, how I would handle it, and so on. But the Lord, the Lord was more worried about others than himself, even on the last day of his life. This is not a new attitude for Jesus. He had always placed others first. But, 
even at a moment when any person would have the right to block out the needs of others and think of his own needs, Jesus thought of those around him. He warned those women of the upcoming judgment that would befall Jerusalem. He wants them to be ready when that day comes. He knows that he is on his way to die, but he wanted them to be saved from that latter horrific disaster. Turning to John 19, verses 25 through 27, we find the following. Therefore the soldiers did these things. But there were standing by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own household. This, I think, is what it means to love others as we love ourselves. This is what it means to die to self, take up our own cross and follow Jesus. In a certain sense, God teaches us that we must not die just once, but every day. Luke chapter 9 verses 23 and 24 tells us this, And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life shall lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. Jesus was able to think of others first on the last day of his life because he had spent his entire life doing that very thing every day. The last day didn't change anything. He was what he had always been. We cannot talk about lessons learned from the Lord's last day without turning to Luke chapter 23 and looking at verses 33 and 34. The Bible tells us, And when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. While they were killing him, Jesus was asking forgiveness for his killers. While they gambled over his clothing, he was thinking of mercy for them. He was dying, yet thinking of how to forgive in his last moments. Kind of makes a person feel small if they have refused to at least offer forgiveness in their hearts to anyone, doesn't it? In fact, one of the thieves crucified with Jesus, who early in the crucifixion process had been throwing insults and abuse at Jesus, reached out to him in obvious repentance and Jesus helped him. In Luke chapter 23 verses 39 through 43 we find the following. And one of the criminals who were hanged were hurtling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving what we reserve for our deeds? But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you shall be with me in paradise. Yet when this happens, 
Jesus was hanging from the cross with nails through his hands and feet, yet he still interacts with the thief and offers him hope and comfort. It is amazing, not just that Jesus cared, but at this moment he acted with such mercy and such kindness. We need again to remember that Jesus offered mercy as he died because that is how he lived. He offered forgiveness to a paralyzed man in Mark chapter 2 and verse 5. He offered mercy to a sinful woman in Luke chapter 7 verse 48. He offered mercy to a tax collector in Luke 19, 9 and 10. Jesus repeatedly forgave people, even people caught up in sin, like the woman caught in adultery in John 8. Jesus lived mercifully and he died that way. Of course, we understand that Jesus came to die to make forgiveness of sins possible. I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9, where we are told, But we do see him who has been made, for a, uh, made a little lower than the angels, namely Jesus, because of the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. He lived in order to bring mercy to the world. He died to forgive. And my friends, we are challenged to be like him. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, we find, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. Our task is to be like Jesus, eager, willing, and quick to forgive. If it is, in fact, the standard God will use when we face him. Remember and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 12. This means that each and every one of us needs to be forgiving today, tomorrow, and every day. There is never a reason to hold a grudge or to harbor anger, admittedly easier said than done. But like Jesus, even as others may misuse and abuse us, we must be kind and merciful toward them, considering their spiritual condition. There's one other lesson I think to be learned. Ignore the mean-spirited critics. Going back to Luke chapter 23, we read verses 35 through 37. And the people stood by looking on, and even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming up to him, offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. This is a terribly sad scene. Three men are dying a cruel and horrible death upon three crosses. Yet supposedly religious leaders are making fun of the purest of them all. It might make sense that soldiers who had crucified so many prisoners would be callous and even cruel. But religious people who claim to worship God? How hard-hearted they must have truly been. However, Jesus didn't respond. He didn't complain. He didn't prove them wrong. He just took it. Looking at 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21-24, through 24, we find, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. 
and while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. Jesus never mouthed back. He didn't get even. He kept his mouth closed and died for us. Now he calls on us to do the same thing. Ignore the mean-spirited critics and be the kind of person he was. My friends, none of us knows when exactly death is going to come. Today could be the last day for some. Tomorrow for others, who knows? But one thing is certain. One day will be the last day for each of us. We are all going to die. And you know what? We will probably die as we lived. Tremendous lessons to be learned from Jesus. Think on these things. Thanks for listening.